This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. And 1280 The Zone. Let's get out of the Zone phone, shall we? He does overnights for Fox Sports Radio. In fact, you can hear him right here on these very airwaves on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We welcome him back to the show. He is our (laughs) friend Ben Maller. What's going on, Ben? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. I feel like your listeners needed to be annoyed more, so I need to to come back here and harass them more. So here's the question. Why didn't we get Ben on after the Jazz won the first two games? Yeah, we didn't Uh, get him on after game two. What were we thinking? I don't know. Well, I was very busy, as you know. Uh, It's hard to book me. You know, being the overnight guy, I uh, cost a lot of money. Uh, Yeah, guys, listen, uh, I – it's very confusing. I – I came on with you guys. I said, well, I think the Clippers will win the close games. I didn't believe in Donovan Mitchell. And the opposite, the Clippers have won the two games they won. They won going away. And the the games the Jazz won were pretty close, right? In the fourth quarter, Clippers led in game two. And the the Jazz, we saw what happened there. The Clippers came back, had a chance to tie at the end. So uh, it's uh, surprising, surprising. And uh, everything's a bit discombobulated at this point. So, Ben, what are the Clippers doing right from your vantage point, and what are the Jazz doing wrong? Yeah, well, I think the, the key thing for the Clippers here is that some of those secondary supporting actors, everyone's focusing on Kawhi, and, and Paul George actually has played pretty well by his his reputation in the playoffs. But, uh, like, Nick Batum, like that guy, uh, when he's been out there, he's been Terrence Mann. Uh, for me, the, the the guy has been Marcus Morris. Some in the first half of the game last night. Uh, when, when those guys are making making plays, making shots, I don't I don't think the Clippers can be beaten. But they don't do it enough, so they can be beaten. Uh, they don't do it consistently enough. And then you know, the, the Clippers' strategy with the Jazz is pretty much allow. It, it appears, uh, based on what I've seen, allow uh, Spider Mitchell to, to take all the shots he wants and, and just keep shooting and shooting. And as long as the, no one else really does much, that's the, the Clippers feel like they have a pretty good chance to win. I, I thought Patrick Beverly, though, last night uh, did, a, did a pretty good job from end to end. It at least made Donovan work for his – for his points, but it's uh, you know the Clippers have to win a game in Utah still, so it's uh, it's it's squared up. I thought it was going to go six games, maybe it goes seven games now, so it's uh, it's still neck and neck. Yeah, just to throw my hot take by you, Ben, and and get uh, your thoughts on it. I, I was a little critical of uh, of Coach Lou after the first two games because it felt like he was trying, he was just throwing darts at the dartboard, right? He was trying these different weird lineups and uh, doing all sorts of different things, and none of it really seemed to work. But I've got to give him credit because maybe it was a sneaky, brilliant move because he found out what the Jazz were going to do to react to all those things. He found out what worked and basically did the same thing over and over again in games three and four with ISO and Kawhi and Paul George. And uh, the Jazz just, at least for now, don't have an answer. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I have been reluctant to say good things about Ty Lue because I thought he was just on the LeBron train uh, in Cleveland. But it's like we got like, you know, all these teams now, guys. You know, they get a million coaches. It's not just the head coach; it's a bunch of assistants and all that. But yeah, they the Clippers have done a good job. They did a good job against the Mavericks also in the first round when they were the Mavericks were running wild and guys had a bunch of three point shots and and then they were able to figure out something as the series went on uh so yeah they've they've done a a pretty good job i mean now obviously the pressure is on going home you figure you got to win at home if you're the jazz right this is a game as long as you just win home court if you're the jazz you're you're feeling great about yourself and all that you're you're win the series but it, it really does come down to now the counter move the chess move of uh the jazz coaching staff to come up with something to to shut down what the clippers are doing and Again, I, if, if Paul George is, is playing at a high level, which he hasn't consistently done in the playoffs, uh, the Jazz, if he does that, the Jazz are in trouble. You know, even with the other guys who are up and down and all that, if you decode this series, that's, that's the key thing. You've got to mess with the mind of Paul George. I say that, and also I, I realize, guys, Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard had a very bad game in game two. So he's capable of also having a stink bomb every once in a while too. He's human. So that's, that's also out. Ben, I agree with you a hundred percent. Game five, that, that is pretty much it. If the Clippers win game five, this thing's done. And uh, if the Jazz win it, then I, I don't know if they can beat the Clippers down in LA, but uh, they, then they obviously give themselves a chance. So everything is riding on tomorrow night, I think. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's just this cat and mouse game. Uh, and you know, that, the, the pendulum is swung in the, the uh, as far as your immense pressure. It is on the Jazz because of the way they played in L.A. They were just unable to uh, untangle uh, what was going on. So they, you guys, the first quarter, I mean, you saw it. It, it. Like that wasn't the Jazz team that showed up this year. I don't care how good the Clippers played. The Jazz were just kind of sleepwalking through the first quarter, and that was it. That's all the, the Clippers needed was pretty much the first 15 minutes of that game. And uh, it was over. But I mean, listen, I, I know your your listeners will be enraged at that game. It's going to be a madhouse and all that. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. Obviously, I, I'm looking forward to seeing all these games uh, in the series. But it's it's great. I hope we go seven games. I want to see a seven game series. I think it'd be wonderful. You mentioned Paul George uh, and his inconsistent performance in the playoffs over the years. What do you think he's figured out, or is it just you know what the Jazz don't have an answer? Well, one thing I've learned about Paul George is just when you think he's figured it out, he ends up doing a face plant. So uh, he, he's had good games. Like he's he's found uh, tempo and rhythm and all those those things uh, where he's played well for a couple games, but it fades away. So I, I don't know if there's anything in particular that Paul George has found. I know the coaching staff they got a bunch of guys that are like therapists over there trying to massage. Paul George and get him, uh, you know, confidence, uh, his confidence up and all this, but uh, he keeps falling back. You know, he'll have a couple of games where he plays well and looks like the player he is in the regular season. It's, it's one of these guys, It's he's, he's got this thing where if it was like a Wednesday night against Sacramento, he would dominate, right? But he doesn't play like that most of the time in the playoffs. He plays like, oh, my God, my, the world's falling around and all that stuff. So I, I think with him it's really uh, like uh, in the head, more than anything, I don't think it's anything that, that he's figured out that the Jazz are are doing. Although I, I would think going into this series, if you were the Jazz, you would be like, okay, uh, you know, we don't want Kawhi Leonard necessarily to kill us, but we can allow Paul George to take some shots because he's gonna 
he's unbalanced. He's going to miss a bunch of shots, and that's going to going to screw things up for the Clippers. And the last couple of games, obviously, that hasn't happened. Ben, have you had a chance to get to know him at all? Have you ever sat down and chatted with him? I'm curious to know what's going on inside his head. Yeah, you know, I don't know him well. I just as a media guy, you know, you're in, you have access over the years to the locker room, and and you're around a little bit, but you don't you don't know you know the public person. I know what he says publicly. I've obviously been at some of that stuff, but privately, I don't know. And he, he always Paul George always seems. Like he's fine. He doesn't. Nothing seems to bother him. He, he's embraced the social media trolls and the algorithms uh, that that attack him every time he has a bad game. And he says he loves it and all that stuff. Uh, but he certainly doesn't seem like he loves it the way he performs. Just getting your take on the other Western Conference series for a second, Ben. Uh, what happened to the Nuggets? They run into a buzzsaw, or did they drop the ball? Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I think that one, I go back to the Blazers. How did the Blazers lose to that Nuggets team? The Suns are a good team, but they're a lucky team, right? I mean, if you're the Blazers, you're Damian Lillard. You're like, Mike, you had that Nugget team that had Nikola Jokic and a bunch of bums around Nikola Jokic. Cause they, oh, they got rid of Jamal Murray and, and Aaron Gordon coming over from Orlando. I remember when that trade happened, there were people that were like almost fainting in the NBA media. Oh, my God, this is the perfect addition for the Nuggets. And uh, no, he wasn't the perfect addition for the Nuggets. And uh, he was like a fish out of water uh, for, for a lot of those games in Denver. But, yeah, the, the Nuggets without Jamal Murray, forget about it. I, I'm not convinced. Like, I think going in, and I, I'm, I'm slightly biased here, guys, but whoever wins this Clipper Jazz series, I think is this is the ticket to the NBA final. I think the Suns are very beatable. Chris Paul played out of his mind for a few games. Now, that's obvious. I don't again. I don't think he can keep it up with legit defense, which both the Jazz and Clippers are capable of playing. Uh, you can contain that, and I think the Suns uh, will lose in the Western Finals. Whoever wins this series, and remember, they're gonna have so much rust. This Clippers Jazz series isn't going to end anytime soon, so the Suns are going to have a lot of time off, which is a blessing and a curse. Ben, you seen any kind of threat from the East? Well, no, no. I listen. If James Harden and Kyrie Irving, yes. I mean, the Nets obviously the Nets are the team that is the the monster, but it doesn't sound from what I'm hearing like Kyrie is going to come back and play against the Bucks. But what an embarrassment it would be, though, if Giannis Antetokounmpo can't finish out. The Nets, but I don't. Philadelphia doesn't with Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid, who's had some lumpy performances. All I, there's no one that really says, "Oh my God, this is this is an invincible team." Other than Brooklyn, but Brooklyn's crumbling. So, and injuries are part of the game, as the Jazz have experienced, and the heck the Clippers might experience too, because they've got guys that are injury prone too. So it's part of the part of the deal. As an NBA fan, Ben, do you like it more wide open like this, or do you prefer the the dynasty, the it's the Warriors ring to lose? Well, it is more enjoyable to have, like, the big evil team. I think we have that, though, with Brooklyn. Even though they haven't won anything yet, they're the evil empire because of the way that team was a you know a form with Harden eating his way out of Houston to get to, to Brooklyn and all that. So, And then Durant and Kyrie. So that's the those are the bad guys. So we have that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 we talked about this uh, when I was on with you guys. Last guy, last time, guys. From a talk radio standpoint, it's it's more fun when you have the monster. You have a little bit of that with Brooklyn, but I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm enjoying it. I don't care if anyone else is enjoying it. I like it. 
Circling back on the Jazz and Clippers, uh, what kind of difference do you think Mike Conley is going to make in real terms if he does come back and play here? Yeah, well, it's a wild card, right? Everyone assumes that Mike Conley is going to come back and be the you know, same player he was in the regular season. And uh, I'm a, uh, I'll believe it when I see it guy. He's been out for a while. And we saw with Anthony Davis, I'm not comparing Conley to Anthony Davis, but when Anthony Davis came back, everyone was like, oh, the Lakers are fine. He played like five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it was. And then he was back hurt. So if, if he's ready to let it rip and he's, totally fine then yeah that mike conley's a a good player he's above average not a great player he's a good nba player so that would be a problem for the clippers and obviously a blessing for the for the jazz but i gotta see it i i him playing everyone just assumes he's gonna be the same guy that is a you know borderline all-star guy every year and i i'm skeptical if that guy is gonna play when he does finally play here Ben Maller is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Just to round it out and ask you about the other series uh, there in the Eastern Conference, uh, Joel Embiid had a, a bit of a tough night last night. But what, what's the big story there? What's grabbing your attention from that series? Well, it, it's – and I said this uh, on my show last night, guys. You should be very scared if you're Philadelphia because that's the Doc Rivers experience. I saw the look on Doc's face in the late stages of that game last night. And it reminded me of what he did with the Clippers the last couple, you know, couple playoff runs where it was just the expression, the body language of having no idea, you know, what, what to stop, how to stop what's going on as the team crumbles around him. And that, that Sixer team, that is a, a complicated mess because Ben Simmons is, he's afraid to shoot. We've all seen it. He took one shot in the second half of that game while Joel Embiid missed all 12 of his shots. That team's a mess. But they're so much more talented than Atlanta. You're like, there's no way they can lose to the Hawks. But I've seen Doc Rivers coach teams who had more talent lose to teams that didn't have as much talent. So, you know, I could certainly see the scenario here where Philadelphia stumbles. And it does appear to me, guys, that Joel Embiid was blaming the injury. I think the fact that the Sixers had the weekend off in Atlanta where the ballet system, if you know what I'm saying, wink, wink, <laughs> is very good there in Atlanta. I think that might have had something to do with that performance as well. Well, Ben, we love having you on the show, and uh, it's been a fun series because we get to have you on and talk a little bit about the, the Clippers. And, uh, hey, uh, we, we've told you this before, but all three of us are a big fan of what you do, and we love catching you after those late-night jazz games on our way home. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll do it at least one more time, right? At least one more yes. time. Ben, ben, I got one last thing for you. What's going on in baseball? What's what's going on in baseball? I hear you've been all over this. Yeah. Well, first of all, baseball, Rob Manford wants to have his cake and eat it too, right? He's like, I'm going to get tough on players putting sticky stuff on the balls. <laughs> but he's he, he's been the commissioner since 2015. There had not a single pitcher since Rob Manford took over has been punished. You had Yadier Molina of the Cardinals have a ball stick like a magic act to his chest protector. Nobody got punished. Everyone just laughed at it. Now all of a sudden Rob Manford wants to rant and rave. So I'm going to get tough on this. But he, he's giving out, as you guys, I'm sure you, you've mentioned it on your show, he, he, the, the news is he's giving out paid vacations. That's really tough punishment. That's ter- I mean, it, so it, it, it's completely clueless. They're trying to artificially uh, enhance the offense. They think this is a way to do it. 
even though all the players in baseball pretty much are going up swinging from their heels trying to hit a home run. So it's a, it's a complicated mess. Another miscalculation. Rob Manfred's essentially giving the pitchers in baseball the Astros treatment where he allowed them to cheat and not really punish them in any meaningful way at all. Baseball always gets in its own way. Can we always count on that? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, ben, you're the best. Thank you very much. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's our friend Ben Maller, uh, Fox Sports Radio. He does overnights. You can hear him on these very airwaves, and he is always entertaining. He was uh, he was rather polite about the Jazz's uh, situation. He was. I thought yeah. he might kick them when they were down a little bit there, but... I think, he, well, I mean, you, you can uh, judge by his take there that he feels like whoever wins this series is going to beat the Suns. Yeah. I mean, and and he indicated as much when we had him on before the series. I think he feels like the Jazz are a pretty good team. He just thinks the Clippers are better, which isn't really that controversial of a take if you think about it because the Clippers are good, as we've seen over the past couple of games. Doesn't mean the Jazz can't adjust and still win the series, but it means that the Clippers are and really always have been good. This is one thing I've learned from from all these years of covering playoff basketball is that every game really is unique. Now, game four was a lot like game three, so there wasn't much difference there. But, I am I mean, I wouldn't be super surprised if game five had a total different feel to it. I think it needs to if the Jazz are going to be more yeah. successful. Well, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I, but. I, Matt, I, it's so tempting to draw conclusions early in series based on what we – after the first two games, Jake, I mean, we kind of thought the Clippers might be in trouble. Well, they've rearranged that. So now we think maybe the Jazz are in trouble. Well, can they rearrange that? Maybe a little sticky substance. Maybe that would help them. I don't think anybody in this series is quote-unquote in trouble. I think the Jazz have some serious things they've got to figure out. And then the Clippers, you, you hope you make them adjust to your adjustments. I mean, that's the, the beauty of the series. But, um, you know, the Clippers, when they put this team together, I think all of us took note. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to intentionally yeah. use that phrase. No, but I, well, I think we, we all paid attention. Yeah, We'd it was all... funny. Yeah, because he was talking about the Nets. Ben was talking about the Nets being sort of like the evil empire. Well, that's sort of what we thought about the Clippers when they brought in Kawhi. Yeah. And Paul George. Yeah. When they uh, orchestrated Yeah, the same that. day. Right. And there's a reason that uh, that the, the buzz around the Clippers after the first two games was break up the team. I mean, I was reading articles about people complaining about how long Paul George's concert, uh, contract is. And we had one of our guests even allude to Kawhi Leonard could just pack up and bounce. Yeah. Well, he, so, he I mean, that. I mean, but that that's because of what you're talking about. Like when they put the team together, they had the highest of aspirations. And if they don't reach those highest of aspirations, they're going to do something drastic. But the, the, the fact remains that I think I think Kawhi Leonard's a top three player in the league. I think Paul George is top 10. And if you put, you know, maybe top 10 is a little generous. I don't know. People can can debate. But you, you put two all-stars on a roster and surround them with some nice role players, and you're going to have a really good team. The Jazz are an example of that. Who's better, uh, Paul George or Donovan Mitchell? I don't know. They're probably somewhere in the same same region right now. The Jazz's problem is that there's Kawhi Leonard, too. Well, the Jazz's problem is is that other guys are playing well, too. The, the the Clippers have figured out a way to really limit one of the Jazz stars. 
Actually, both the jazz stars in different ways, but I'm thinking more about Rudy and how he's not able to have the defensive impact that he normally does in this series because the Clippers have figured out a way to play that takes him out of it. I mean, if the Jazz could figure out a way to, to limit Kawhi or Kawhi Leonard on one side of the ball, that would make a significant yes, impact. Yes, it would. I wonder if there's a way to get Rudy more involved offensively, you know, because he is the biggest guy on the floor. It gets back to that pass. You you saw him try to throw the pass yeah. a few times uh, last night, and it ha- it started to have a little more success in the second half. But, I mean, what was it? Who was it that airmailed it to Rudy in like the third or fourth row? Was that Donovan? Or Donovan. Yes. Yeah. yeah Donovan was. that just, I mean, so the thought is there. It's just such a tough pass. It's, it, you have to, you have to consciously do it. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not going to come easy. And, but, but Joe, had, Joe had that nice pass to Rudy where he, uh, he dunked it. Um, I think that was on a pick and roll. It was on a pick and roll. Right? One of the few successful ones. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see if, if Rudy could go off for 25 points. It would make a world of difference, I'll tell you that. Again, getting them to adjust to what the Jazz are doing. Right now, the Jazz are the ones having to adjust to the Clippers. Hmm. Yeah. All right, want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. The summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080. That is Davis Vision. We'll have more coming up next. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.